Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and in today's episode, I am going to talk about this whole concept of left and right-sided brain in your kid. And I kind of came up with this idea because I'm re-listening to the book, The Whole Brain Child by um, Dr. Dan Siegel and Tina Payne Bryson, and it kind of came up a lot within some physician dad groups. And so I was like, you know what, I need to go back and check that book out because I've read it before. But it's been a few years, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back and listen. And I've been listening on Audible to, um, you know, pass the time during my drive to and from work. So I want to talk about my thoughts on it, because I'm about halfway through it, and it's really kind of focused on this left and right brain, you know, scenario with kids. Now, before I get into it, I do want to remind you, um, coming up... Actually, next week, I am speaking at a conference called the Marriage and Money MD Conference being um, run by Dr. Brent Lacey from the Scope of Practice. And this is on November 15th to 17th, completely free. It's three days. Um, It's being done in the evenings, which is great for people who have kids because, you know, going to get your kids to bed and then hopefully maybe listen in that evening time, spend that time together and and maybe grow within your marriage or parenting or with finances. And um This is coming up very soon. So if you haven't signed up yet, make sure you do sign up. Check this out again. It is totally free. And if you're needing Category 1 CME credits, this this counts for up to 20. So this is a good thing to get that in for the end of the year. There is a link for that in my show notes, so make sure you check that out. The other time, uh, the other talk that I'm going to be talking at coming up in February is the White Coat Investor Conference, the WCI Con 2022 in Phoenix, Arizona. That is being held February 9th through the 12th of 2022. And if you haven't gotten tickets for that yet, make sure you do. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some, some tickets available for in-person and virtually. So you can get virtual tickets um, and then in-person as well. And I think the in-person, again, I think it just hasn't been as quick to sell because of COVID and traveling restrictions for some physicians. You also do have to be vaccinated. So you have to have proof of evidence of being vaccinated for this thing, um, which I know some people, I mean, I think most of us in the medical community have done, but I know that could maybe hold up some people too. But this is really important if you're really focused on finances as well. This is one of the top financial conferences in the country for physicians and um, not just physicians though, like dentists and and NPCPAs, those kind of things. And so if you are interested in that, check the link out in the show notes. That The sign up for that is coming to an end here at the end of this month, I'm pretty sure. So um, make sure you do check that out. So let's talk about this book, The Whole Brain Child, and what is it doing? What's the purpose of it? And the whole premise of it is trying to understand your child in a different way. And this is something I basically talk about on a weekly basis, either through my solo shows or my interviews, is trying to look at how we respond to our kids based on their situations and how we can improve on that. And this whole concept of different areas of your brain and your kid's brain and how it responds, this has been talked about for a long time. And I'm not going to get into, you know, does the left hemisphere brain truly do one thing and your right hemisphere of the brain truly do something? Or does it intermingle a different way? But we've always had this kind of discussed this concept of left-sided brain individuals versus right-sided brain individuals. 
So if you haven't heard of that topic or that concept, a left-sided brain kind of focuses on more of this concrete thinking, very structured. Um, you know, they focus on the L's for left. So like lists, um, literal, so taking things literally, which if you go back and listen a few weeks ago, I talked about how your kids will take you literally and you should not take your kids literally. Um, and so check that out if you haven't checked that out yet. <laughs> but um, so the left side is very much of that structured brain type, whereas the right side is more of that abstract brain type. So it's more about feelings. It's about emotions. It's about kind of how you interpret whole situations, not just based on the rules of it, but kind of more other concepts to it. And if you go back, I've talked about this a little bit with kids and how their brains function, and looking at like theta waves and alpha waves, and we talk about how kids, well, before two, they're mainly in delta waves because they're sleeping all the time, so that's totally different. (laughs) But like two to six-year-olds tend to be more in these theta wave patterns, and after six, they start to abstract or start to transition more to alpha wave patterns, and those two to six-year-olds kind of more have that kind of make-believe memory kind of thing. They're kind of focused more on your on your face or how you're talking to them. Not so much on the words always, but how you're acting in a situation. How do you respond to them when they act in a situation? Um, and this is that time period I've talked about before where those core beliefs get formed. So um, basic beliefs based on maybe religion or how you treat people or how you act to one another, those kind of things. This is that time period when that happens. Whereas after six, you start getting more into these alpha wave brain, wave brain, wave brain patterns. Excuse me, I'm tripping on my words here. <laughs> and, and see, I don't edit these out because I want you to know these are not perfect recordings. They are imperfect, just like me. But alpha brainwave patterns, because um, that's more of that concrete thinking, being able to critically think, following more of those rules, maybe, maybe focusing more on those things. And that's more, if you want to compare that more of the left-sided brain. And, you know, the book gets in the more of other parts of the brain too. But, you know, the first half of the book, or at least the first part that I've gone through so far is that left and right-sided brain. And I was listening to it today before recording, and I really wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit more because I think it is important. You know, I think it's important to look at our kids' brains and our own brains and figure out how we're interpreting actions and how they're interpreting reactions and actions and how can we try to approach it to um, handle situations better. Right, because that's what we're trying to do with this. We're trying to find ways to how we handle situations better to help teach our kids handle those situations better as well. And we don't want our kids seeing us getting angry and blowing up all the time because they're going to assume when they're supposed to be angry and blowing up all the time when they get frustrated, right? We don't want them to adapt that behavior. And so, you know, I've talked a lot about the whole concept of, you know, working on your thoughts. So, you know, something happens, a circumstance happens. And so then you have a thought and that thought leads to how you feel and that feels leads to how you act out. And that action leads to a result. Something happens, right? And how to work on those things. So I've talked about that in the past, but this whole kind of left versus right side of brain topic is really focused on how kids can totally blow up in different ways. You know, the left side of brain kid is going to get very upset over, um, structured ways in terms of they're going to get upset in terms of how they either the structure of something falls apart or um, they took something verbatim or literally and it didn't happen that way. And so now they're upset because it didn't follow a set rule or a set ideal um, versus the right side of brain child is going to totally just blow up with emotion, anger, frustration. Probably what they're saying to you doesn't make any sense whatsoever and why they're frustrated about it, but they're so emotional about it and so upset about it that this right side of brain is dominating it. 
And I, you know, I think for kids, they tend to function more in that right side of brain at a younger age when you hear a lot of these tantrums and other things. Um, because kids at that age, they don't function as well in that left side brain. They don't function as much in that literal structured brain set on that left side. And the whole idea here, when you know your kid is responding in one of those ways too much, is to kind of meet them where they are and then try to slowly bring them back to the other side. So there's a balance between the two. And they use a lot of examples in the book. And I'm going to use an example from our daily experiences so that you know that I'm I'm working on this, right, on a daily basis and trying to do that. So I'm just going to even use today's example. This morning, our older son, who's eight, um, had a headache. Now, he had his COVID vaccine a couple of days ago, and I wasn't sure if this headache was, you know, a side effect from his vaccine or what exactly was going on. But he last night went to bed and was saying his head was hurting, but didn't seem too bad, fell asleep fine. And then he woke up this morning and it first seemed fine. But then kind of as the morning was going on before we were getting ready for bed, he was really complaining about his head hurting. He was really, really complaining about it. And my kids don't get headaches. They, This is a kid who's never tried to get out of school before. So I, I knew something was going on. But at the same time, I didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, stay home from school. You got a headache. Because that kind of sets a premise for things you don't want later on in life. And so we were trying to just kind of, you know, redirect him, change his focus on something else. And he was just like, don't you guys care? I have a headache. I have a headache. I don't feel good. Why, why can't you just listen to me? This and that. And his emotions started to really take over. And he started kind of talking back. He started being a little bit more disrespectful in speech, not in a really negative way, but you can tell it was going in a bad way. And then he ran to the couch to lay down. And you know, I could have taken two approaches. I could have gone left side brain, right? And been like, dude, your head's fine. Like you were fine this morning when you woke up, you were fine eating breakfast. I don't know if I believe this right now. You can get through school. You can totally do this. Don't, you know, stop stressing about it. Let's get you going. You can make it happen. You know, I could be the pep talk guy. That would be probably more left sided because I'm trying to like structurally tell them what to do. But what I did instead is I went down that right side pathway. So I went over to him. I just laid down on the couch with him, kind of put my head on his head, kind of stroked his hair a little bit. Just I did that for like two minutes just to kind of ease the tension. So that right side is about emotions, right? And touch sometimes and, and kind of approaching your kid that way. And then as I was doing it, I could tell he was kind of calm. You know, first things I said to him was, Hey, bud, I'm really sorry your head's hurting. And, you know, mom and dad don't know how you're feeling. And I know this isn't something you typically complain about. Let's talk about it a little bit. You know, wh- wh- tell me how your head's feeling. What's going on? Where does it hurt? Um, but I wasn't like trying to get interrogative. I was just having the conversation with him. And so he talked a little bit about his headache. Hey, is anything else bothering you? Is anything else hurt? You know, anything else, you know, doesn't feel good? No, just this headache. And his big concern was he wouldn't be able to focus in school because his head hurt so bad. And so finally, after talking with him, my my wife and I made the decision, hey, you know, we're going to let you stay home for an hour. We're going to take your brother to school. Dad will go talk to to, the school off and say, listen, he woke up with a headache. We don't know if it's from his vaccine. We don't know if he's getting sick. Because, I mean, let's face it, we're still in that time period with COVID. We can't just send a kid who's sick to school. We're just, we're at that time period still. Um... You know, and it was basically, I was going to tell him that we're going to check, we're going to watch him for an hour. If he's good, he's going to come to school. If he's not good, then, then he's going to stay home. And the school was fine with that. They totally understood. They were like, yep, we respect that. Just let us know what happens. And so, you know, 
I was able to calm him in that situation. And so then I walked back home because we literally live across the school. So I walked our kindergartner to school, came back home, saw him. He was already starting to act and feel better. Now, part of that was, I, I think, because I was able to bring him back to that down from that strong right-sided feeling. And we started focusing as the conversation had gone on to more of that left-sided, like, well, Hey, here's the structure. This is what we're going to do. Mom and dad are going to let you rest for an hour or so. And then we're going to see how you're doing. So I think that helped bring him back to calm. So he was more balanced there, showed him that we cared. So that was that right side of the brain, but it also got his brother out of the house, which I think helped because they butt heads a little bit. And so um, he was put into that calm situation, showed that we cared about him. And showed that we were listening to him. Now, it does set a premise, right? Because we're maybe saying to him, listen, hey, if you got a headache, we're going to let you stay home for an hour. And so I, I had to, you know, put my foot down there and say, okay, you're staying home, but here's the deal. We're not doing this next time. Like, we're going to see how you're feeling. I'm only doing this because you had your vaccine recently. And I want to know too. I want to know if you're feeling worse because of your vaccine. Well, I left for work then because I had to go to work. And within the hour, he was back to his normal self and my wife took him to school. Did he quote unquote play us? If you want to say for going to school, I don't think so. I actually think he had a headache. He's never complained of headaches before. Um, and so I, I think there was something there. I don't know what, but number one, I was able to deescalate how he was responding and acting towards us that morning. Cause I was able to bring him out of that extreme right side brain response and bring him a little bit closer to the balance of the left and right. Um, but number two is it still sets the premise, right? We still have rules in our house. You can't just miss school. School is extremely important. And so it was, okay, this was a one-time deal. It's not going to happen next time. Next time you just have a headache. Remember that it's basically bringing up, you remember last time when you had a headache, you only had to stay home for an hour. We're not going to do that again. This is not what we do. And so it's, it helps set that premise, I think for future situations, but you can use that. So that's more left-sided talk, but if he's, let's say, in a month, he has a headache again in the morning, and he's trying to use that as an excuse and says, hey, remember when you let me stay home? Well, I'm going to calm him first, bring him out of that extreme right side mindset. And then as we're talking, bring that left side mindset in and say, well, remember last time you actually did really good and you're kind of acting that same way. So I think you're going to be fine. You're going to do okay. Let's work on that. And and hopefully that doesn't then push him back into that extreme right side response. Hopefully it keeps him in that balance and he'll understand it. Now he's eight and maybe he'll try to fight me on that, but I think that'll help that situation. So it sounds like I did everything right there, right? I'm, I'm kind of bragging on myself. Well, let me tell you one thing I did wrong in that whole time period. So I had to walk our kindergartner to school that day or this morning, and he's used to walking over with his brother. And then they do walking club before they go into school. So all the kids are walking around the playground in a loop. And usually they run together to their joint friends and walk with them. Well, our kindergartner now did not have his brother there to run to friends together. And it's usually older brother's friends first they go to see. And so he was glued to me. Now, with that said, I didn't have time to stay there for 10 minutes to do walk-in club because I needed to go to the office to tell them about our older son not feeling well. I needed to go back home to check on how things were going, and then I need to get to work, right? But our five-year-old was glued to me, and he was having a very extreme <laughs> right-sided brain type of response. No, daddy, I need you. No, daddy, I can't do this without you. No, daddy, I need this. I need that. I need that. Um, very much freaking out. He never does this. He's not a clingy kid. He is not a separation anxiety kid. But in that moment, he was doing that. And I wish at that moment I would have recognized 
this extreme right-sided brain response and tried to calmly kind of bring him back. But instead, I let my right brain come out because I'd already had to deal with our eight-year-old that morning. I've already had some kids and my kids, I mean, our kids yelling at me about breakfast and things like that that morning that I was pretty tired from it already. And so I let my right-sided brain take over and be like, no, I have no time for this. I can't believe you're doing this. Dad has to go to work. I have to go to the office. I just don't have time. So I let my frustration side, so that's that right side brain, if you want to refer to that, take over, so the emotions, rather than trying to meet him where he was, try to calm his right side of the brain down to allow for some of that left side of brain to come in and find that balance. So no, I did not do things perfectly today, but I will. I will toot my horn in the moments that I did well, but I will also admit to the things that I screwed up on. And I need to improve because I still need to improve. Like we all do. We're going to have really good moments in our days and we're going to have not good moments in our days. And that's totally fine because we're human. That's what we're built to do. And I think that's important to recognize. So I want you to think about, you know, a moment maybe in your day or in your week with your kids. And it doesn't have to be your kids, maybe your spouse. And think about a situation that seemed to get out of control what situation was it, what was going on. And it can be over anything. It could be, you know, your kids fighting over who gets, you know, to put toothbrush or toothpaste on their toothbrush first. I don't know um, who gets what stickers. I mean, literally there's all these little things that happen in the day that your kids fight about and they allow that right side of their brain to really take over and you get this emotional explosion and start to look at those moments that way and ask yourself, how can I come in and not only just diffuse the situation, but help teach in that situation. And it's not going to be you step in and let your left brain take over and just dominate conversation, say, this is how it's going to be. This is what's going to go on. And you're going to stop doing it because that never works. Right. We try that and our kids just fight back. And that's because when we force on the left, our left side brain forces, then the right side pushes even harder back on those kids. So you have to meet them on that side, find that emotion, find that joint feeling that you can do with them and slowly kind of bring them back. And yeah, that takes more work, but in the end it works out better in most cases. And so I want you to try that. I want you to think about it. Think about a situation that that happened this week and see if you can make that change. See if you can do it. Or if you haven't, if you can't think about the situation as a parent, I guarantee it's going to happen sometime this week. (laughs) And if it hasn't yet, it's going to. So um, next time you get put into that situation, try it, try it out and see how it happens. All right. If you do try it, I want to hear about it. Let me know. Send me an email, leave a comment, message, any of those kind of things. Email is imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. You can go to the website, www.imperfectdadmd.com and leave me a comment or a message there. Um, if you have any thoughts about the podcast, something you want me to talk about, send me a message that way too. So I know otherwise, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, leave a review. So I know that you're appreciating this because I I do appreciate those reviews. Um, And if you haven't yet, share this with a friend. If you know a dad out there who you think is going to get some some help from this, make sure you share that with them. Um, And again, remember, I got those talks coming up literally next week. So if you're listening to this, the week of um, release, so November 10th, this is getting released literally next week is, is the conference. So if you don't sign up by then that's you're done. Um, but then the other option is that uh, white coat investor conference coming up uh, the financial literacy conference in um, February in Phoenix, Arizona. So I will be there um, enjoying the sunlight. Um, if you guys do sign up from the show, let me know. Let's meet up, have a beer while we're out there. All right. Um, but otherwise, you know, embrace those imperfections guys. This isn't meant to be, finding ways to be perfect parents but just maybe making things just a little bit better all right i'll see you next time my dad dr jeremy toffel 
is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.